Himmel mit Freude, das ist sein Geheiß, und mit Jauchz und Singen. seated, we sing, we give the glory only to Jesus.
Now we ask Brother Frank. Praise and thanks be unto the Lord. We could also sing, Thou art worthy, Thou art worthy. We can still do it later on. Maybe our two sisters will also sing us a nice song. Just so wonderful that we can be gathered like this before God. Hearing His precious and holy word. Believing it. Hearing it and believing it. Receiving what He says unto us. Believing it and having part in what He promised. I said it many times. Eternity will reveal it. How important it was to believe God. To believe His word. To have part in that what He has promised. Just so important. Yes? Would you like to sing us a song? Will ich 
mein Leben weit, jetzt und ewig bin ich dein. Leib und Leben, Herz und Sinn, leg ich dir zu Füßen hin, nimm mich und ich werde dein, gänzlich und für immer sein. Wasche mich in Jesu teuren Blut, in der Gnade reinigenden Flut. Herr, nur dir allein will ich mein Leben weihen, jetzt und ewig bin ich dein. Wasche mich in Jesu teuren Blut, in der Gnade reinigenden Flut. Herr, nur dir allein will ich mein Leben weihen, jetzt und ewig bin ich dein. Whether we have tuned in loud or silent, in any case, we agreed to it. We are tuning in, and it is just our desire that this hour, this service, could be a consecration before God, a full devotion. Maybe we pray once again, and are all opening our hearts. I would like to ask Brother Kupfer to come and to pray once again with us, to lay everything to the Lord, and we stand up for it, and we are all tuning in, are preparing us on the inside. We Amen. You may be seated. Thy truth is marching on. Thy word is the truth. Sanctify them 
in thy truth. For this we are here today. We are greeting all who have come from near and far and we are greeting all who cannot be here today in all the world. We had phone calls, especially Brother John from Bucharest, Brother Etienne Chenton from Italy. Everywhere they are listening and they are watching and people are being blessed, are coming closer to the Lord, are receiving revelation through the Spirit. Brothers and sisters, it is a wonderful time in which we are living. And as Brother Kupfer expressed in the prayer a great responsibility has come upon us with the revelation of the will of God according to his word for our time we have the responsibility to carry this divine message into all the world for a witness as our Lord said himself the gospel of the kingdom not just the gospel in general the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all nations all things which belong into the kingdom of God which are connected with the kingdom of God must be proclaimed and to this God has given grace that it has taken place already especially in the last 40 years the everlasting gospel was carried from nation to nation from continent to continent as the last divine message the calling out of the bright church and with this is also connected that she is being prepared that she comes to perfection because this is the divine purpose with the church that we are perfected and are coming from believing unto seeing when brother Schmidt was reading us the word of introduction from Romans 5 that we are reconciled to God through Jesus Christ by the offering of the one sacrifice then the, the word came to me from 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 and 18 therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature old things are passed away behold all things are become new and all things are of God who has reconciled us 
to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. What a wonderful gospel! What kind of facts are here being expressed? The thought, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. And right after this it says, and all this is the work of God. Not your work, not my work. Redemption is the work of God. We were purchased with a high price. And all who are called to preach, they can say, into us the word of reconciliation was laid. We cry out time and again, be ye reconciled with God. Receive the salvation of God in Christ because no one can live eternally except he has eternal life and there's only one who is eternal and who will be eternal and that is God and God revealed himself to us in Christ has reconciled us with himself in the moment when the blood of the Lamb was shed, then the new covenant came into force. We are redeemed. Receive it. Hear the divine message. Be ye reconciled with God. Today, we will continue with that, what we touched upon yesterday already, by the grace of God about what we have spoken of, about the persevering, about the doing of the will of God, so that God can be with us. God can only be with us if we are in His will. If we are not in His will, then He cannot go with us. It's just impossible. And therefore, the proclamation is meant to time and again acquaint us with the will of God. But also that the Spirit of God 
can work in us so that we can be brought into agreement with the will of God according to the word of God that we not only pray thy will be done and then going on as usual but that it becomes a heart's desire a cry of the heart show me what thy will is reveal unto me that way which I have to walk speak thou to me through thy word and it will again take place that God will also speak to us today through his word maybe brothers and sisters who hear the word now for more than 30 or 40 years they will probably say huh, but these are all well-known but it's also nice that they always become new it's nice that God always speaks a new to us through the old scriptures and time and again he is revealing unto us his will by grace in James chapter 5 we read also about the persevering about the return of the Lord about the farmer who waits for the precious fruit which he has sown James chapter 5 from verse 7 be patient therefore brethren unto the coming of the Lord this is also our proclamation today persevere be patient as we were reading yesterday from the prophet Habakkuk when the promise tarries wait for it it will surely come to pass because God said it therefore it must take place be patient therefore unto the coming of the Lord when we are looking back then our brothers 2000 years ago they were waiting for the return of the Lord they were counting with it they said Maranatha to one another but God has a plan of salvation and he has also a timetable and he keeps his schedule the time of grace has a beginning the time of grace will have an end and the Lord calls his church out from all peoples tongues and nations and is building his church with it as we said yesterday already the children of God are still scattered in all nations and denominations but now God calls his own out so that they believe as the scripture says and only by this they are brought into agreement with God in the next part of verse 7 it says behold the farmer waiteth for the precious fruit 
of the earth and has long patience for it until he received the early and latter rain. We are indeed waiting for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit because the Spirit quickens. The letter can kill. The Spirit quickens. And in that moment where we believe what God's Word says, then it becomes alive and then comes the fulfillment. It continues in verse 8. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts. For the coming of the Lord has come near. As if this word was written for us, for our time. Two thousand years ago. And today we are reading it. And today God speaks to us through this word. It, he makes it alive to us. And we know that we are addressed, that we are meant. It's so nice when we know that we are meant, that God addresses us now, that we are the ones to whom He speaks. Right? In the epistle of Peter, First Peter chapter 1, the apostle firstly introduced himself and then he writes to those who are living in the dispersion. Do we not all live in the dispersion? Do we not all come from different nations, from different denominations? And God's word is addressed to those who are living in the dispersion so that they are called out of the dispersion coming home unto the ground of promise and hearing that what God has to say 1st Peter chapter 1 Peter an apostle of Jesus Christ to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus Galatia Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. So, all over, all over the earth, where people are living in the dispersion, there are such who by the foreknowledge of God, verse, verse 2, and who are elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Both belongs together. The redemption and the obedience which the Holy Ghost works in us by grace. And here's the point. All who by the foreknowledge were chosen before the foundation of the world, they hear the word, they receive it and accept it, 
and are being sanctified in the word of truth. And then it is the sanctification through the Spirit through which we are led to obedience. Man by himself, he cannot be obedient. This is the fallen nature. God must do His work in us. All the efforts are in vain. It must be God's gracious working in us by the Holy Spirit. And then it is being manifested according to the foreknowledge of God. Elected through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. If we are under the blood, really as being redeemed by God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and are hearing His word and are submitting to it and letting God speak to us, then we will experience the sanctification by the Spirit through, through the Word. And then, it's not my or your effort. Then it is God's supernatural working in your and my heart and life. Then we read on from verse 3. Yeah. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. As sure as Jesus Christ was crucified and died and was buried and going down to hell and maybe this remark here to whom did he preach there? To those who at the time of Noah were disobedient and who bypassed the divine message and who did not enter into the ark. As sure as Jesus Christ conquered death and hell rising on the third day, so sure we, by the same resurrection power, are born again unto a living hope. It is the power of God which comes to effect in the redeemed. Then it goes on in verse 4 to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. Wonderful! An inheritance reserved in heaven for you and for me, for us. Then it continues who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. 
It is just wonderful how everything is intertwined, how everything fits to one another, and how God lets things happen in our lives by grace. Then we are commanded from verse 13, 1 Peter chapter 1, from verse 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace. Rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Here we are already at a very precious point that is to be offered unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Offered. An offer is nice, but one must make use of it. The nicest offers do not help anyone except he makes use of it. It is offered to us. From God it is already given to us. Namely, in the revelation of Jesus Christ. Just so wonderful that we can say, You have revealed yourself unto me. You have revealed yourself unto me. Then we read on. From verse 14, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he who has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conduct. Is this possible? Can this become like this? As God said it in His Word, not being sanctimonious, but holy, namely to be sanctified in the Word, and not trespassing the Word, but to remain within the limits of the Word. This is divine sanctification. And I'm convinced that we have an inner agreement and that we know that he who started he will also continue to work and he will finish two times it's spoken here of obedience as obedient children not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance then we have the next statement in verse 22, 1 Peter 1, verse 22, Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. This must just become like this. And I'm convinced that the church comes back 
to the first condition. It says in the first church age message, remember from where you have fallen and return to the first love, to the first works. If we now at the end receive the promise of restoration, then it's also connected to it that we truly return to the first love. Just go to the book of Acts. And then one cannot only read chapter 2, then one must read chapter 3. And one must read chapter 4 and continue to see how it looked like in the early church. How really all were one heart and one soul. And then it's not only written in chapter 2, verse 42, and they remained in the doctrine of the apostles and in fellowship and in prayers and in the breaking of bread. But they really shared with one another. It was just like that. All had everything. We must. Not, not, not selling. No, no. They only sold if they had houses. Not one believer sold his house. Only who had two or three, he could sell two or one. And he kept one for himself. No, no. Because it's again written, and they gathered in their houses. One must read God's word precisely. Otherwise, the first misunderstanding leads into a chaos. Very, very important is to read God's word and to see the connection and to read on until we can overlook the whole situation or can overlook the whole subject which is spoken of. Yesterday I had to think about I was reading something about Melchizedek and if I just give it as an example if one just reads in the Old Testament about Melchizedek then one interprets and interprets into all directions under heaven and the well-known Bible translator Dr. Schofield writes in his footnote an unknown king in the days of Abraham Hebrews 7 says something totally different. Hebrews 7 describes Melchizedek as the king of Salem, as the king of righteousness, who has no beginning and no end, having no father, having no mother, not some kind of earthly king whom Abraham didn't know, but the king of kings has revealed himself already as priest and was celebrating the Lord's Supper with Abraham after the victory over the kings. And so we see already when we read the letter to the Hebrews how the man of God in the New Testament writes about according to the order of Melchizedek and lines out about the priest's ministry. I just mentioned this to show how necessary it is to take a Bible subject from one place to the other 
place. And then finally to say what God said in His Word. And not to interpret just one scripture. The same applies for Genesis 1, verse 26, where it says, Let us make man. About this, all let their fantasy loose, instead of going to chapter 3, and to read, Now man has become like one of us. Instead of reading on, in Genesis 11, verse 7, let us go down to see whether the things are the way as it is reported. And then we come already to Genesis 18, where three men came to Abraham, and he opened his eyes, and he saw them, and he invited them, and the Lord remained with Abraham and the two angels, the two messengers of God, they went on to Sodom and arrived according to chapter 19, verse 1, in the evening in Sodom. Not a trinity, but as the Holy Scripture says it, God speaks to those who are present. We are just grateful for all scriptures. Now, the last part in First Peter, chapter 1, here we read on, in verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So, the new birth was not your and my thing. This was God's supernatural act in your and in my life. And we want to say to all, based upon the two words from Romans 5 and 2 Corinthians 5, we want to say to all today, to those who did not yet have an experience with God, be ye reconciled with God. And especially all the youth who are probably standing before a decision. The sons of my brother Maynard, they will not be angry with me now. But yesterday we had a conversation and then the brothers said, Yes, we still remember the time where we drove onto this premises and dropped the people who wanted to go to the service. I hope I can say it. We just dropped them here and we drove on to Cologne. But today they don't drive to Cologne anymore. Today they are all here. I believe I was allowed to say this here. Brothers and sisters, there must be a day in our lives where we don't drive or pass by and are turning our back to it, but appearing before God. God's word got hold of you. And we are just so grateful that God is still at work today. When we say Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever, then it shall be manifested here today. 
and fruit shall come forth, which will remain throughout all eternity. This is just necessary, that God can have His way with all of us. In Hebrews we read also about the obedience and we have admonitions in the last chapter, Hebrews chapter 13 from verse 17, Hebrews 13 from verse 17, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch over your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. So, we see the responsibility which the man of God had and I say it very openly For us it is not enough, if you just read of it, that Moses had a calling going to the people of God and that the promise which was given to Abraham after 400 years has found fulfillment and that God revealed himself in a supernatural way to him who had the commission who had to carry out the ministry and he called him and he said take off your shoes for the ground whereupon thou standest is holy ground with a calling something happens with a man who was called and connected with it is then really a great responsibility which God placed upon it here We assume that Paul has written Hebrews. He says, Obey your rulers or your leaders. Not, not me, but the word which is preached. You can read it up. Here in the Gospel of Matthew, in chapter 17, there was Moses and Elijah. There was James, Peter and John. But right at the end, was only one who could be seen, and that was Jesus Christ, our Lord. May prophets, may apostles come on the scene. It is the Lord who speaks to us. And also today He wants to speak to us. Here it's written, Matthew 17, from verse 5. While He yet spoke, Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice sounded of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye ye him. That's what it's all about. Hear ye him. And whom we should hear, he said, If you would believe Moses, then you would also believe me. You say that you have Abraham as your father, but Abraham saw my day and was glad. It's not, it, it doesn't help if you just refer to prophets or apostles. We must see and recognize the divine commission which was given to them for the church. But 
after it was said, Hear ye him, it continues, And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were greatly afraid. Brothers and sisters, the moment must come where the fear of God, where reverence comes upon us when we hear God's word. It doesn't make sense to just read or to hear that as written here, hear ye him or him you should hear and then all are remaining sitting comfortably and the fear of God is not here may God give us all grace because the fear of God is the beginning of the divine wisdom it's the actual start and therefore the prophet Isaiah also has written those who fear and tremble at my word they fell on their face let us be honest earlier in the times of revival all were kneeling down all were praying all were consecrating the service and themselves to the Lord and then came the word then came the blessings I experienced it in the 40s and in the first years of the 50s I experienced it what it means when people are coming together in reverence and then laying everything before the Lord and waiting that He manifests Himself we again arrived at a time at a turning point and as Brother Branham said when God is doing something special on earth then he compares it with a building and he says we are the building of God the church of God is the place of, men, of revelation of God and then he makes the remark but when the time comes where something special happens then not only a straight wall is being built this everybody can do but then a corner is built and everything what goes with it it's built upon and it's just like this we have arrived at a very crucial point in the history of mankind and in God's plan of salvation we cannot go now into the political happenings not mentioning now how the negotiations between Rome and Israel are going on and how the invitations are going on and on and how everything comes to the point that the religious sites in Jerusalem shall be placed under the territory of the Vatican and how everything is really in preparation that the contract, the covenant of which Daniel has spoken it's almost it's almost ready and it just has to be made now brothers and sisters we don't make anyone afraid and we say especially to the youth remain normal do your work learn as good as you can so that you don't have to sweep the street but that you find a good work somewhere Believers 
Don't have to be stupid. They can have good jobs. Please, remain sober. Be sober in all things. In the everyday's life, on Sunday, remaining sober. And it's also the same way we see the signs of the times. One could really get afraid when we see of what all is going on on earth. How the unrighteousness is so abounding that people get into despair. That they just can't cope anymore with that what comes along their way in their lives. Then, the other side, also not judging here, but in all the churches, all are having their big programs the whole week through. And now in the Advent time, special programs and perhaps even special services. But we need services in which God serves us, in which we are helped. Not a tradition, but God through His Word in our midst. And He is revealing Himself to His own and gives us insight into that, what He promised and what is presently going on right now. We said it many times. If, when you see these things come to pass, then lift up your heads, remaining sober, taking everyday's life as it is, and yet being loosened from this earth on the inside. Brother Frank is reciting a German composed poem. He will read on in Hebrews chapter 13, especially from verse 20. Now, the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do His will. Yesterday we were reading in Hebrews after doing the will of God. And here we read May He make you perfect in every good work to do His will. Giving a willing heart. And it continues. Working in you that which is well pleasing in His sight. Praise be to our God. So, let us read this verse once again. Make you perfect in every good work to do His will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ. This is something wonderful. He gives us the, to be willing to do His will. And He works in us that 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 happens 
what is well pleasing to him. And then no one can proudly point to himself, but all are glorifying the grace of God, which was manifested in us by grace. If we once again look into the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 4, verse 10, where the Lord God spoke directly to Moses, gather me my people, so that they hear my words. Brothers and sisters, this was a command of the Almighty, who laid his people out. But now the moment came that they should gather to hear his words and to take it to heart. I don't like to do it, but yet I'm saying it. I remember the 28th of December. Which year was it? In number 17. In the room which we call today the Eining Room, in the afternoon, at about three o'clock, my servant, gather me my people, those who made the covenant with me by sacrifice. I'm honest. Up to this day, I always thought the other way around. Namely, that he made the covenant with us. Now, I hear, gather me, my people, all who made the covenant with me by sacrifice. Also I, in that moment, I was a bit astonished. But how God just leads it. Just minutes passed by. I was in deep desperation. And just minutes passed. And I looked up Psalm 50 without searching and without problems. And here, the same words are still written as the Lord spoke them to me with an audi audible, tremendous voice. Psalm 50, verse 5. Gather me my saints together those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice what do we say now God made the covenant with us but we we say yes to it we confirm this covenant with God the covenant of a good conscience with God we are saying yes we are entering into the covenant into the contract the contract has always two sides the one science and the other science and so we are really we have been really taken into this covenant God made it but you by your personal decision you have been taken into the covenant you said yes to that what God has done I was just thinking about when brother Jochem told me yesterday in the office something and just remembers experiences which God has given and which are truly in connection with the calling together of the people of God so that they hear his words 
confirming the covenant from their side. They did not only speak about the covenant, not just talk about it, that God was in Christ and has reconciled the world with Himself, but that they can say, by grace, I have become a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And after this it says, and this all is God's work. Brothers and sisters, it is God's work in you and in me. But the main thing is now really the calling together of the people of God. Ye my people, be ye separate and touch not the unclean thing. Come out from among them. Then I shall receive you. Then ye shall be my sons and my daughters. And I will be your God. It just has to come now to the point that the church gets aware that not a man came on the scene to bring a new denomination into existence, but a man sent from God with a message which was promised for this time with everything what goes with it. And let us be honest, the word of God, beginning from Genesis to Revelation, was preached so clearly as never before. And if we time and again make the remark here that there was never a time on earth in which God's word was so clear, so crystal clear revealed in all its connections, then we just give God the glory for it. It is God's work in you and God's work in me. Revelation no one can give to himself. It must be given to God. Must be given to him from God. And our Lord says today, the world sees me no more, but ye shall see me, and I, I will reveal myself unto you. And we can sing, you have revealed yourself to me, O Lord, in your great love. And even today comes to fulfillment, no one knows who the Son is, except the Father, and who the Father is, except the Son, and to whom He will reveal it. Matthew 11, Luke 10, that's how it remains, until the end. Everything is built upon revelation. Gather me, my people, not to a man, to him, because him you shall hear. It is him, it is him who speaks, who walks amidst the seven golden lampstands. I don't know who said it of our brothers. He said, Brother Frank, in every sermon there is something for everyone. And this is true. God's word will not return void. It must and will accomplish for what it was sent for. But please, don't expect that people will understand us. This is impossible. This is just impossible. One must walk the same way. One must hear the same word. One must believe it. And getting it revealed by God. And as, as it was written here, that we should bring our souls 
unto obedience so that after doing the will of God which he revealed unto us that everything can everything can take place in reality to this there are two scriptures in Hebrews first that we see our Lord when he said I am come to do thy will O God and only after this it speaks of us that we come into the will of God by the redemption through Christ who was obedient as son obedient unto the death on the cross that we are truly placed into obedience the natural man resists and rebels but the new man has an agreement to that what God has said Hebrews 10 verse 7 and verse 9 Hebrews 10 verse 7 and 9 then said I lo in the volume of the book it is written of me I am come to do thy will O God yes to do thy will O God I am come and only then it says in verse 14 for by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified and in verse 10 it says by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all here we have the plan of redemption before our eyes only in Christ Jesus our Lord this is possible and therefore we must be baptized into one body by one spirit to really come into the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to reach a perfect harmony with every member on the body of Jesus Christ where all misunderstandings where all in in interpretations all opinions have come to an end and where we truly can be gathered in the presence of God in the expectation that the heaven opens and that the blessing of God comes down did you take this to heart brothers and sisters long time ago we once spoke about it Lucifer some time ago he said I will and again I will and I will and his I will became a snare for him he fell in the moment when he wanted something and now we see Jesus Christ the Son of God who had to make the fall good again because that Lucifer who exalted himself in heaven and who fell 
it was him who used the serpent in the Garden of Eden to commit the first beguiling and to pull mankind into his fall to separate them from God and therefore we see the plan of redemption before us the Son of God has come and says I come to do thy will and in this will of God in this will of God which was proved by Jesus Christ our Lord here on earth we are all sanctified inasmuch as we let ourselves be placed into the will of God this is true divine sanctification and the Holy Scripture says also in Hebrews without holiness no one shall see the Lord let us summarize what it is about gather me my people for I will speak to them all all who have made the covenant with me by sacrifice also we must present our bodies as living sacrifices it's not just it, it's not just enough that our Lord did it but we also must and may submit ourselves unto the will of God so that our body can become a temple of the Holy Ghost a temple of God so that He can dwell and walk in us having His way with all of us this shall not just be an object lesson today like in a lecture there is given some kind of lesson and then all are looking onto the watch and are going home today we want to ask God that no one leaves this building as being lost that all are hearing the word be ye reconciled with God because God was in Christ and has reconciled the world with himself also you also you receive it and you will experience it and then you will also experience that it is God's work not your works but God's work God's finished work of redemption on the cross of Calvary is being finished in you by the power of the shed blood of the Lamb which was shed on the cross of Calvary and with which our Lord as faithful high priest entered the Holy of Holies to put his blood which was shed here on earth unto the mercy seat before God and by this everything is finished the letter of requirements is torn into pieces the middle wall of partition is abolished we are reconciled with God we are God's possession blessed be his holy name and when the enemy still wants to point fingers on us he is the accuser of the brethren not what he says counts but what God said in his word 
And so we agree into the will of God and are submitting ourselves under the Almighty One and have respect before that what He has promised. Brothers and sisters, in closing, once again, the promise which God has given also here one must read slowly and not only one place one must, le one must at least read all four Gospels to have an overall picture of that what God promised and especially in Matthew 17 from verse 11 and then also in Mark where the Lord speaks about that he will send Elijah and then in the next verse he says if you want to receive it Elijah has come already and they did unto him whatever they wished both is right both is right the prediction for the future Elijah shall come shall come before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. But John, who came in the spirit and in the power of Elijah, he has come already. Both is true. But the scribes don't see it. They cannot see it, except it is revealed. And therefore, we have stepped upon holy ground. We are reading every verse carefully. In the one it says, in the future tense, Elijah shall first come and restore all things. And because the disciples asked, why do the scribes say that Elijah must first come? Then the answer came, Elijah did come already and has finished his ministry and he spoke of John the Baptist. Let me say it clearly here. Bible prophecy is sometimes written in one verse and yet can be 2,000 years apart in the fulfillment. Remember Isaiah 61 and Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Lord God is resting upon me to preach liberty unto the captives and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And here our Lord stops. Our Lord stopped in the middle of the verse and He did not read that part anymore of the day of the Lord. Of the day of vengeance He did not read in Luke 4 because the day of vengeance is even now before us. He was just reading that part which applied then. And I, I want to ask you, now, spiritually speaking, I want to ask you, that all take off their shoes now, not putting their noses up and being proud, but really to humble themselves before God, saying, Beloved Lord, reveal thy word unto me. Show me, show me. And then we will see how important it is. Gather me, my people so that they hear my words. Not the interpretation of brother so-and-so, but hearing my words coming from my mouth. 
And when this happens, then He opens unto us the understanding for that scripture which He Himself shows forth. That's how it was in Luke 24. The Lord started with Moses, the Psalms and the prophets. He showed forth everything what referred to Him. And behold, then He opened unto them the understanding for the scripture. And their eyes, their hearts, everything opened, was filled. The same it is today. The Lord reveals us His word. He speaks to us. He goes from scripture to scripture. He goes from the Old to the New Testament. From the books of Moses to the Psalms and to the prophets. And summarizes everything. And then, when He has spoken to us, and when we believed Him, then the heart begins to burn. Something just happens. Something happens. And we will be able to say, even today, did not our hearts burn within us when He spoke to us? Which word did we hear today? The word of God. He spoke to us. We receive it. We accept it. And the Lord reveals it to us. And we are being placed into His will. And His sacrifice will then be sufficient for all of us. Because in Him, as we were reading, it has taken place in Him. I am come to do Thy will, O God. And then we are being placed into this will of God. By one sacrifice, He has perfected forever them that are sanctified. This is the gospel. This is the divine message. Be ye reconciled with God. Let yourselves be laid into it. And may today be the beginning that we really praise and bless the Lord inasmuch as we received already a bit or more revelation. We want to thank God and today the rest shall be included. To whom God could not yet reveal His word and will then may it happen today by His grace. Whoever has trouble with the promises for this time, may God give him the grace today to hear His word and to receive it and to believe it and to get it revealed and by this being placed into the will of God. And then it comes to fulfillment. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. To our God be the honor and the praise and the adoration for everything. He has graciously visited His people and He has helped us on the day of salvation. <coughs> we did not miss the hour of God's gracious visitation. We have come together from near and far and all who are now hearing or who will hear be it in Lima, Peru be it in Santiago be it in Austria, Switzerland all over the world wherever the people are hearing it and thanks be to God may the Lord bless our brethren who translate into 12 different languages he who translates himself he knows how difficult it is to always find 
the right words in that moment. Let us also pray for that, that God gives grace. And we have heard it, the good reports, how God blesses our brethren in all the languages. And the word of the Lord is being sent out into all the world. And all who are of God are hearing the words of God in this time. That's how it is written in John chapter 8 verse 47. That's how it was then. That's how it is today. Let us hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. God bless us. May he be with us. Amen. We stand up for prayer. We sing as so often, just as I am. We are bowing our heads and remain in silent prayer. Most surely we noticed that our Lord is calling. Be ye reconciled with God. This is the main thing. That's how the way of life starts. The narrow way. That's how we enter the straight gate. Brothers and sisters, precious friends, the Lord is present. He is working in our midst, in every heart, in all who are now believing and who give their yes to the Lord, confirming the covenant with God. God made the covenant. God was in Christ and has reconciled the world with Himself. But the whole world, sadly, is bypassing it. It's hardly one percent which the Lord can call and save. Therefore, the Lord must give us the grace to really receive and not to reject this great offer. But as it is written, as many as received Him, to them He gave power to become the children of God, even to them who believe on His name. Let us say it as it is. 
he who wishes to get saved must first recognize that he is lost being separated from God that he is in this world without hope and therefore by the preaching the call is given that all lost ones shall come shall repent dedicating their lives to God experience their conversion personally accepting the salvation in Christ receiving the assurance that their sins are forgiven by His grace this is the day of salvation the acceptable year but it's coming slowly to the end blessed are those who hear the voice of God today who do not harden their hearts but who dedicate their lives to God and who just say dear Lord I am lost save me forgive me be merciful to me receive me I come to you just as I am and the Lord receives you you don't have to make yourself better this many have tried all of their lives it's impossible the new beginning is the new birth the new divine life in you and in me what a grace that God still calls today what a grace that we can hear this call and that we can respond to it saying yes to him as all the heads are bowed I would like to give this call and if it is possible for you to raise your hand do it if we now shall pray for you are there some here who wish to dedicate their lives fully to the Lord thank you thank you all over all over the hands are going up blessed and praised be the Lord he says he who comes to me I will in no wise cast out but I will give him eternal life God receives because it's still the time of grace oh blessed and praised be the Lord how many are here who have other needs raise your hands today we want to bring everything to the Lord really everything tell it Jesus tell it Jesus alone he is your friend in the time of trouble we will not look to all the obstacles and difficulties and we, we will look to the Lord who conquered the enemy and who is still Lord over every situation and who has the last word and what he says that happens today we want together belief healing deliverance whatever the needs might be today we want we want to together believe we want to experience together and we want to thank God together today we want as Paul did it in, in the last chapters of Romans 
Paul has written, we want to raise our voices together. Do not be afraid. God hears everything. All the prayers which ascend to the throne of grace, God hears them. And He is omnipresent. He is today in our midst. Let us also sing only belief and then we will together pray, believe and experience. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee together for Your holy and precious word. We thank Thee that You have spoken to us, that our hearts were burning, and that we are now coming to You, and that we may raise our voices to You. Dear Lord, save the lost ones, heal the sick, set the captives free, glorify your name, confirm thy word, may the power of your blood, the power of your word, and the power of your spirit, work mightily in our midst, and we thank thee for the answering of our prayers, we thank you for salvation, for healing, for deliverance, we thank thee also for that, that you are now blessing all of us in all peoples, tongues and nations. Bless also Brother Etienne Genton who is now translating into the Italian language. Bless all the brothers in all places, in all countries, in all languages. You are gathering your people so that we can hear your words. Blessed are all who hear the word of God in these days. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. Glorify His wonderful and holy name. Hallelujah. 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 H
Have you all believed? Have you all received? Have you all been blessed? Did the Lord speak to all? This place is holy because the holy God is present. Thy work in us, thy will in us. Hallelujah. Praise, honor, and glory be unto you, the ever faithful God, the only God who there is. And all the heavens declare thy glory. And all the ends of the earth shall praise thee. Hallelujah. Oh, sag ein Hallelujah. Ein Preis sei Gott im Herrn. Ein Lob und Dank. Hallelujah. Say thanks to him. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, es ist Jesus. Oh, es ist Jesus, oh, es ist Jesus, oh, es ist Jesus, nur allein. Ich hab gehört, den Sohn seines Kleines und sein Blut. Rejoice in the Lord. Be strong in Him and in the power of His might. Hallelujah. Blessed and praised be the Lord. You may be seated. <laughs> 